Hello, everybody, and welcome to another awesome episode of Podcast. And since you download this episode tonight, we are talking about drugs and alcohol. I am Jordan, along here with Brother Brandon. Hello. I had it. It was a beer. Yeah. I had it. I had it. You, you caught me while I was mid-drink. Oh. And it was cold. Yeah, it was. And best friend Ryan. Hello, everybody. How are you two doing tonight? I'm okay. Oh, you know, same hemorrhoids, different cream. I'm meaning I'm applying a new cream. You know, preparation H is good around the hole. That doesn't on work the on the hole. Generic brands actually work better. Do they really? I think so. Well, that's great. That's <laughs> wonderful. So, uh, before we start, a little behind the scenes here, a little BTS. If you're into pornography search, that's the thing now. BTS, behind the scenes. They're still fake, which is always interesting. Like, they're still staged, even though they're behind the scenes. Well, I saw one that didn't seem like. But that's the point. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Mo- there's a lot of amateur stuff. It's not really amateur stuff. Yeah, What's your guys' main uh, porn search? I just, what, what whatever's really there, I don't have a... Oh, you don't have a preference? No, not really. Oh, wow. I like mature women. Mature women? Yeah. Mm. No. Uh, mine is uh, uh, Chubby Milf POV. Oh. You like to see the rolls. Yeah. Ugh. So you're a visual man like likes to th- see things bounce, is what you're saying. Very much. And I, I love a good mom, uh, you know, a good older mom in the like 40s, 50s, because that's when they're desperate. Husbands aren't really treating them well anymore. Yeah. That's when the storylines are believable. Yep. Yep. Most of the time, amateur. I like, to, I like watching that footage like it's filmed through a potato. I like seeing like someone <laughs> set up on their nightstand. So like there's a big watermark across the screen as well. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's how you know it's real. So behind the scenes, um, <laughs> you're the one that got us on this I did, I did, I did. Uh, we've been doing podcasts. Bre- Brother Brandon and I have been doing podcast. Uh, what we started what uh, three years ago? <laughs> I think it was three years ago. Yeah, I guess. I think so. And and then best friend Ryan came on last year with us, and we record live, meaning that we record in person together. Uh, but here in just a few short weeks, it will be a different whole setup because uh, Brother Brandon and best friend Ryan are going to be moving to Florida together. And they'll be down there, well, Best Friend Ryan will be down there for a full year from June to June, and Brother Brandon staying. So uh, we'll be still doing podcasts for everybody. We just won't be in the same room. We're moving down together as in we got married. Yeah. It was uh, was a love at first sight. It was, yeah. Yeah. You know, we live in a a country now that accepts it, and uh, we say, hey. That's why we're moving to the backwoods of Florida. Exactly. No more accepting place than that. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're in. Well, Gainesville. It's a college town. I think they're really accepting. That's true. You know, um, but which one's the woman? Well, hey, no one has to be the woman. We right. take turns. What are you talking about? Wait, what, what? One's not just the pitcher or the catcher. No, no this is 2018. Get with society, man. Oh, so what? I don't know what rock you've been under. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's a pitching rotation. You you rotate the pitching lineup. Yeah. yeah, well, I mean, you got to build experience. Sometimes he's in the bullpen, sometimes I'm in the bullpen. What the fuck? That's weird. I thought one was like, you know, like a lady. Like, yeah, but he's know. always throwing fastballs, so, yeah. <laughs> okay, fine, well then... <laughs> I like to do change-ups. Well, then fine, then. Who's the pretty one? Because the pretty one's always the lady. Why? Because there's a woman in a relationship, there's a man in a relationship. Well, not really. You can have two guys in a relationship yeah, and two but girls in I would, a relationship. I would say he's pretty, because he doesn't have... I just scruffy saw, man beard. I got soft features. I mean, I mean, I've I mean, been look, described as look, having soft features. Look at those cheekbones. And I'm, I'm quiet, subdued. 
yeah, you know, shameful. Like, as a man should be. Yeah, he he's pretty face. Yeah, yeah. I do have breasts, so. Oh, can you make them bounce? <laughs> I can flex them. Ooh, he can flex them. So yes, he does have breast, and when he's bent over, you see the wave. More cushion for the pushing. That's true. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Yeah, you might be onto something. See, I'm telling you, Ryan's Ryan's the lady. You can make everything conform to your backwoods way of thinking. <laughs> Brother Brandon's relaxed and uh, don't give a fuck. You're, uh, hey, need to get done once in a while. Let's, let's, let's go. Let's get it done. I actually wouldn't agree with that, but... You don't agree with that? No, You're both lazy? I'm very type... <laughs> well, not lazy. It's very type B personality. Like, you're a type A... Where you gotta, like, things have to get done, we have to do this, I'm in control, I'm gonna tell you what the fuck to do, you're gonna do it. Whereas, I'm not saying that, like, offensively or I'm anything, not, but, like, I'm that's, not, that's... Why that's do you what, think I'm offended? Whoa! Because you laughed. Whoa! Um, Just like, because I laughed doesn't like a, mean I'm offended. A type B personality <laughs> is the opposite. They mm. take the back seat, they're like, it's, hey, no, you can do it, whatever, it's not a big deal, it's not gonna, you know, no skin off my dick, sort so of So this is why all my friends are type B personalities. Probably, because you want to control them. Yes, your your type A is so strong that you need several type Bs to counteract it. All makes sense. All makes sense. I agree with that statement. I agree with that statement. So, now also, we don't agree on much. Hardly. We don't. We did an episode back in the uh, late winter, early spring about different beer taste. Oh, yeah. Since we're talking <laughs> about drugs and alcohol tonight. Mm. And that whole thing, to me was a success because I made you guys drink shit beer, a personality. But it was also a failure because you guys did not see my point on anything. Well, all the beer was warm and kind of tasted the same. <sighs> well, fuck me, you know. <laughs> it's a little BTS for everybody. That means behind the scenes. We have about a 30-minute conversation before we start recording. Mm. And, uh, and the good host, Jordan, here decided to pour the beers before we started talking. So by the time we hit record, they've been sitting in cups for half an hour, under a light. Sweet, sweet. Were they even were they even solo cups? Was it even top notch brand cup? It said solo on the bottom of it. Okay, just making sure. <laughs> what am I? So my top eight personality. I'm also cheap. What is this? <laughs> so uh, right off the bat, I don't have a a drug story at all. You've never done drugs? B. Marijuana and cigarettes are drugs. Never did drugs. And um, C. We've all done the most widely accessible drug. Caffeine. Okay, so we're going to get technical on this, fellas. <laughs> yeah, come on, now. Hey. No, um, I mean, so I'll start off right at the back because alcohol is a longer discussion. But pot, I've done pot twice in my whole life. My first time uh, smoking pot was a joint, 18 years old in college. I, I got high. I did not like it. I didn't like the feeling. Uh, second time I smoked pot uh, was at um, the guy that I lived with in Swanton's house. Him and his brother and the little one uh, had a bowl. Mm-hmm. Uh, I took three hits off of that. And I was like, this is, I, I don't like this. This is, this is not my thing. See, that's, here's what's weird about that. Hmm. Unless you're just having bad weed, because that's a thing too. With your, since we're talking about your type A personality, marijuana should completely make you a type B within, did I say tight B? I think I'm thinking of tight butthole. 
Tight oh my, beat. you're thinking about Ryan's tight little butt? Oh, I thought I'd be stretched by now. It ain't tight anymore. <laughs> oh my god. No, it's a term in workaholics. <laughs> tight butthole. Um, but I think, like, I don't know, I, I always, you've said this before, and I feel like marijuana would have, would have counteracted everything that is about you and make you mellow. So, here's an interesting fact about me. Now, I know it's not true in every case, but every person themselves individually is, it's different. Things affect them a different way. When I drink beer, A, I don't drink to get drunk. B, I hardly get drunk. You guys have known me for years, and have you ever seen me belligerently drunk? Well, your tolerance is so... It's in the stratosphere, sir. True. <laughs> Number three, I don't like the uncontrollable feeling that I get. And I don't know what a high is supposed to be with pot then, because my two experiences... Like, for example, when I drink beer, I don't... When I drink enough beer, and I'm drunk, I don't... I'm, the world's not spinning, I'm not... Whoa! Right? The two times I smoke pot, world spins. I mean, literally spins. Nauseous as fuck. I'm like, no, I don't like this feeling. I didn't get... I've had that with pot one time. I didn't get nauseous. It's just I couldn't hold my head up. And I think it's just because how the lack of oxygen is affecting your brain. Because you're inhaling... Yeah, you're in, you're just inhaling smoke and, you know, fauna, essentially. Mm-hmm. So it's like cutting out the oxygen to your brain. That's why you kind of get high. And then like, from what I've experienced, the times I've smoked pot is that it's it's like a head rush. Like that's how it starts, and then just kind of mellows out as it as it goes. If you, as you come down, I've never had a horrible, bad experience with pot. No, that was um, horrible. It's yeah. just I don't like that out of control feeling. Like I had like there was this one time in college. I haven't smoked pot since college. Um, well, actually no, scratch that. I have. Um, I haven't smoked pot in about four years, five years, something like that. And uh, uh, one time, I was hanging out with my friends. This was in college. And they were playing Magic the Gathering. I've never played. I don't know exactly how it works. Uh, it's like uh, like Pokemon or Yu-Gi-Oh, whatever. You don't, you don't say that. I got my ass kicked once almost for that. Oh, it's not like that at all? Oh, yeah. Yeah, back in town here, then I'll shut my mouth very quickly. <laughs> back in town, we had this video game underground store. We can go in and play video games. I forget what the name of it was. Oh, House of Cards. House of Cards, video game place. And these guys were playing Magic. And I walked in there one day, and I was like, oh, what are you guys playing? Magic there? And I was like, well, it looks like Pokemon. And the guys just literally were like, what the fuck did you just say? Pokemon's wow. for twinks! And I just, <laughs> I just, I just did that slow back walk out of it, but continue. But anyways, I don't know... Like, this was, at that point, was probably the best weed I've ever smoked. Um, about maybe ten minutes in, I couldn't hold my head up. Uh-huh. Like, I was sitting there just, like, slowly drooping. I would kick it back up, and then it would slowly droop again. So I decided to lay down. And when I laid down, the room started just slowly rotating. I said, I can't do that. I don't like that. Just slowly rotating. And then every time one of my friends would laugh, it would vibrate. Yeah, no, no. That's when you put on some Pink Floyd. Yeah. There was one time I've never done anything harder than marijuana. That's the that's the that's the hardest I've ever done, uh, drugs wise. Uh, well, there's one time my friends, uh, same friends, they did shrooms for the first time. Man, I want to do that shit. so bad. I said I don't have really in, any interest in. I, I I I'm I'm interested in hallucinogenics, but I don't really want to get why. Because it's just like it's poison, straight up. It grows that's, on shit. That's why it fucks with your brain the way it does. Because it is the alcohol is poison technically. But it doesn't grow on shit. That's true. It's just comes. You're from, eating shit. It dude. comes from bacteria. Yeah. Um. Ugh. Anyways, um, they were doing shrooms once, and they had a bad trip, and I was just chilling out with my cousin Jared, and we were playing Beatles Rock Band. I don't know if you guys ever played Beatles Rock Band. 
And that didn't help, because I don't know if you remember the imagery from that video game. It gets really trippy. What's a bad trip thing on shrooms? Oh, like, one of them thought he was dying, and he started, like, just bawling his eyes out. Because he, he said he could hear his heart beating, and it didn't sound right. Then he said he was having trouble breathing. He was he was breathing just fine, but he thought yeah. he was having trouble. I've had a friend tell me before that uh, he felt someone was trying to invade his house. Because yeah. he heard sounds in the walls. Sounds like it makes you paranoid. It does. You're hallucinating. Mm-hmm. And it just depends on where your mind's at when you did them. If, if your mind's kind of clear of thought, you can probably probably have a good trip. But if you're like if, if you're a nervous person or a stressful person and you have high anxiety, you probably don't want to do hallucinogenics. It's only going to make it worse. Yeah, right? so they, have, yeah. I've always been told, too, that if you've, if you've had a very depressing day or if something's pissed you off in the day, don't resort to hallucinogenics to calm you down. Or just don't, just don't get it at all. There is this well, one. Oh no, no, you, no, no! Go ahead. There's this one thing I saw on uh, the internet, where you can find all this great information. <laughs> you can hallucinate without drugs. And well, I know you can. I'm interested in that, but I, I've never done white it. noise. White noise. Yeah, yep. you get you you get a ping pong ball. You cut it in half. You tape it over. You tape 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 one half over each eye. You get a red light and shine it directly in your eyes. So that gives a constant uh, input, sensory input for your visual. And then you put on white noise, and that gives a constant auditory input. And your brain is wired in such a way, it wants to replace those sounds. Because it's just a constant drone, and eventually your brain will just tune it out. And it, it knows there's... It, it, the nerves are saying there's something coming in, but your brain's like, no, nah, no, there's nothing coming in. So your brain will be like, well, here's this. And then you start just hallucinating. Mm-hmm. It's not like you're going on a trip or anything. You just, like, see stuff, or you might hear something. Uh, people, uh, a lot of those... Uh... I want to try that too. We might try that one night. Uh, I want to try that too because I've had a lot of people uh, heard and, and, and read a lot of people saying that they've talked to dead relatives through it. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, fuck yeah. It's like, it's just sensory deprivation. Like you see the, the sensory deprivation not, tanks. Not, I, mean, it, it's, I don't believe it's real. I don't think they're talking to their dead grandmother. No, I know. I'm just like, whatever. But it, it's it's just the brain fill like like right it's the brain filling in space trying to. It's like when you the when you whip your head side to side, and everything's blurred. Mm-hmm. You're not really seeing anything there. Like when you go from here to here, like you you don't actually see anything from the between those two points. But your brain fills in the space through memory. Yeah. And through yeah. So that's kind of that's basically the principle of it all. And like, there's this one really, really scientific fellas. There's Thank this you. there's this one really <laughs> cool trick that I haven't ever I've never been able to pull off on anyone. But what you do is, um, it's just how your brain is how your brain's wired. It's just a, a way to prove it. Um, you get a, a a fake hand and a real person's hand, and you put the person's real hand to the side, put a barrier between their eyes and their hand, and then put the fake hand in front of them where they can see. Then you take a feather and you stroke both hands, the real one and the fake one, at the same time. And they'll feel it in their hand, on their in their nerves, but their brain sees the fake hand. But it also sees it getting rubbed, so your brain's like, okay, all right, that's my hand. That's my hand. So all of a sudden, just out of nowhere, when you're doing it, you grab a hammer or something, and you hit the fake hand really hard, and it gives them an instant jolt of pain. Because their brain's like, oh, shit, nerve <laughs> impulse, but it's not really their hand. Isn't that fucking awesome? I guess. <laughs> I guess. I just, not my bag, baby. It's not my thing. <laughs> Hallucinogens, drugs in general, I have never been into any, uh, never been in. Simply not sleeping or eating, you'll hallucinate as well. Sure. But but we're talking about drugs. Yeah. 
Uh, pot is the same fruit, Ryan and I. The mess. I mean, that that's it as far as I go. Yeah, shrooms. Yeah. I don't want to eat shrooms because two reasons: a, it's an hallucinogen. I don't want to hallucinate. Uh, and b, it literally is shit. <laughs> so I just don't want to eat shit. You know, I am a germaphobe in a certain amount of way. Not hardcore, but I don't want to eat shit. See the, uh, and here's for all the listeners out there, and uh, don't let your boss hear this. You actually, it's 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 a. Uh, 90 to 95 percent safer to do shrooms than it is marijuana because no one's your job whenever if you're getting hired in or if you're ever getting random drug tested they're not testing for shrooms because not enough people do it so it won't show up on any what other if, tests. okay well, what if you do heroin well naturally yes oh they're looking for those things oh is that what they're looking for i thought they just look for pot when they do that there's stuff. the the ingredients in shrooms is not the same as in in um, marijuana because it's still just a mushroom. See what I'm saying? That this grows on shit, literally, right? I mean, like, I mean, like, I mean, that's not a wise tale. That's that that's what it is. It is a cow takes a shit in the field, and it mixes with the soil, and then the and then the and and then the shroom grows through the shit, right? Am I wrong in this? Thinking? I don't know how they grow shrooms. I don't think it's. I mean, that's probably a way, but I don't think that's 100% always the way. Okay. Yeah, because I always was told if you tip over a cow pad, you'll find mushrooms. You can eat them and get you high. I've never heard that one. Oh, okay. Well, I've heard that in my... Okay. All I right. feel like that's just them deterring you from doing eating wild shrooms. No, I mean, I, I don't want to in general. Because uh, I got a lot of mushrooms in my backyard. And I'm like, those are those are no-no berries, Riley. The difference I learned this watching uh, Phantom Thread is that the poisonous ones have gills. They don't have gills. They're pretty good. They're good to eat. Gills. Gills, like the little slits underneath them, under the head. If they don't? If they don't, they're okay. If they do, throw them away. Oh, I oh. didn't know that. What about, what about toadstools? I don't know what those are. The big, fat ones that look like a, a softball. Do they have ridges under the bottoms? I don't know. I never looked. I don't know either. <laughs> but ridges on the bottom are bad. Yeah, at least that's what they tell you in Phantom Thread. I didn't do any scientific research. I just trust Paul Thomas Anderson with my life. <laughs> I mean, and honestly, who wouldn't? Yeah, yeah who wouldn't? So, okay, so I've, I've no interest in heroin. Why? Oh, sorry, go ahead. Do you have any marijuana or any other? Oh, yeah, stories? I mean... Brandon loves marijuana. Absolutely. It's, uh... I The first time I did it was uh, freshman year of high school uh, with a couple of guys who were not in the right crowd, as parents would say. But they introduced it to me, and it it was it was a feeling of euphoric. It was a euphoric feeling, and um, from that moment on, any time that I had a chance to do it, it uh, it calmed me, it uh, focused me, and uh, I loved being able to just. There was one time where I was just like, you know what, I want to watch as many '80s action movies as I can, and I was home alone that weekend, and I studied and focused like I. Every movie I put on, it, it honed me in so much that I was like, I was writing down notes in my notebook about like, well, here's why this scene works, here's why it doesn't work, and I had I almost filled up an entire memo pad over the course of a year. What's the difference between you being high and you not? Then that sounds like you now, buddy. No, if I tried to do that now without pot, I'll be, I'll start off and be like, okay, here's why this scene doesn't. Oh yeah, I gotta do this thing over here. Oh yeah, fuck, isn't there? Isn't there a podcast tonight with Jordan Ryan? Ah, shit. I don't think I have enough money to eat this week. And it's just like, it it gets so point, it gets to a point where I, I think so much that I just get tired and I give up and I just take a nap mm. for the day. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I got nothing to follow on that when it comes to but that. That's, that's as far as I've ever gone. There's I've been in the presence of cocaine and acid. 
I haven't partaked. Or is that right? Partake. Partook. 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 You're an English major. I don't know. I'm the dumb one that's on a forklift. <laughs> so English yeah. major, as in like I'm still learning. Sure. <laughs> Senior. I guess. <laughs> Senior. Um, uh, cocaine never. No drug interests me. Like for example, heroin. There's a big uh, heroin epidemic right now. I guess. I. I. My first thought, and I guess maybe the way my brain is wired, is why would you put? Why would you stick something in your arm? I mean, why would you? Why would you deliberately want to stick a needle in your arm that has brown liquid? It gets it to your system faster. Uh, it's like a lot of people who abuse prescription drugs, uh, medications, will chop them up into powder and snort them like cocaine because it gets into your system quicker. Or, Instead of uh, dissolving in your stomach, it shoots straight into your nasal cavity, into your capillaries. Right. Or uh, alcoholics with enemas. Yeah. Alcoholics with what? They'll enemas. Soak, they'll soak... Uh, some oh, yeah, some yeah, people yeah. will soak tampons yeah. Yeah. and vodka and shit like that. Because your colon is it's direct into the bloodstream. Oh, yeah. 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 I, 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 yeah. Oh, you've done it? Yeah. <laughs> 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 I found out about it because of Jackass 2, the movie, when Steve-O uh, butt chugs uh, a, a, a beer with a beer bong. He does a full beer bong in his asshole. And then he right. poops it out on someone, right? Not on someone. Oh. But, yeah, he... he yeah. But there is a big problem with heroin, and I... I, I mean, I guess I can, un- I can understand the attraction if you're already addicted to something... Cause that's a downer. It's a big downer. So what happens when you shoot up here? What do you have? It's 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 uh it's like marijuana, but like a hundred times. Yeah. It's like you you just like you just veg. You just become. Like, so you're just re- so people are addicted to the relaxed feeling. Um, perfect. You you've seen Requiem for a Dream? Oh yeah, I love that movie. That's heroin. Hmm. I know. I just don't know what it really does. Well, like their reactions in that movie. He has like a ha, ah. yeah. But I, since I don't know anybody personally in my life that has done it, I've personally have seen that experience. That's pretty. I accurate. just don't know that. That's pretty accurate. Yeah. Okay. Wapak's a small town. Uh, my brothers, they had a group of friends. Like they know everybody. Everybody knows everybody. Whatever. They had a group of friends. Um, so far, they've had three people, their age, overdose on heroin in Wapak. It's because it's cheap. Yeah. That's that's why people like it. Yeah. There's this one one girl. I feel really bad. Um, for it. she had the son, uh, his I'm not gonna say his name, but uh, she had she had a boy. It was my brother. It was actually the girl that took my brother Derek's virginity. Oh my god. Um, she had a boy. It's not my, not my not my nephew, and uh, she never told anybody who the dad was. Never told her family. Never told the boy who her dad who his dad was. And then she overdosed on heroin and died when he was four years old. So like he yeah he doesn't have a mom or a dad. I feel really bad for him. He's a nice kid. Who has him? Uh, her sister. Okay, I don't know if the state had him. No, it's her sister. He was living with her parents for like a couple weeks, and then her sister took him. So heroin is not natural, like pot. No, it is. It is chemically made. No, it's uh, it's from a uh, poppy uh, poppy plant, like cocaine's from a cocoa plant or yeah. co- cocoa cocoa plant. No, I, I get that, but cocaine they just take it from the plant and they chop it up and blah, oh yeah, blah. it's it's processed. No, cocaine's processed too. Oh yeah, marijuana. I think outside of that and mushrooms are the only ones that aren't processed right so um, like you can which is why you always have to be careful if you're going to do marijuana you do it they always say do it with people you trust or if you have a trustworthy dealer because if you just get it randomly it could be laced is what they call it laced with cocaine or anything yeah with okay so so it's processed so serum is processed so it's a downer 
Yeah, this is not going to be a much big episode on drugs. I got nothing else about drugs. I mean, I, I I don't have an interest in my life ever to do drugs. I just don't. I don't find it glamorous. I did have a topic, and I don't know if you guys can remember a whole lot about it. I didn't do any research, um, but the Dare program was yep. very big when we were kids. Do we want? Do, yeah. we, do we want to? Because I know it. I I, I mean, if yeah, I think that'd be a wonderful topic. Because <laughs> no, it's pod pass. No, it is pod pass. Before we up... talk about alcohol, but I want to do the song with you. I don't know the song. You okay? Well, you know, I just know the slogan: okay. "Dare to be give drug me free." A, uh, give me a snap like this. Ready? Here we go. D. I won't do drugs. A won't have an attitude. R. I will respect myself. E. I will educate me now. Wow. You remember that. Oh, fuck yeah. I don't even remember that song. <laughs> and then and then we are dicks in elementary school and we change it. D, I will do drugs. Yeah. A, I will have an attitude. Yeah. R, I won't respect myself. <laughs> and E, I will not educate me now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that thing was hammered. The failed D.A.R.E. program. Did they stop doing it? Oh, it's It's failed. Oh yeah, no, I can obviously that. But it did it with me. I remember the goddamn song. It's I, I remember uh, we had a dare sponsored um, party at the Wapak swimming pool. Mm. This is when I was in seventh grade, so mm. I was twelve. Yeah. Uh, yeah, twelve or thirteen, and we, uh, me and my brothers went there with some other friends. About halfway through, we all leave to go because the the water just. So everybody has a frame of reference. The Wapak Pool sits alongside the Alglaze River. It's the big river that goes through the county. And we all left about halfway through to go under the bridge to smoke cigarettes. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Everything. it was very successful. <laughs> yeah, the the only thing that was is successful about it was that song. They pushed the song. Is if, it is it because I I feel like and here's and even I'm still this way to a degree. You tell me don't do something and I'm like I kind of want to. Yes, and is yeah, it the same thing. Yeah, because because here's the thing, and um, I know there's a lot to it than just this statement, but roll with me on the punches on this. If I was in charge of a school program, right, I would teach them what life is gonna be like. Don't sit there and say, okay, we're talking about sex. Okay, I'm interested. What's all about sex? Don't do it. You get AIDS. Well, see, I think that's how that's how they feel the easiest way to teach a kid is to instill fear. It's not. Yeah, but, but that's if, what they do. But that that is exactly. And that's what, what it is. dare is. It's like because I remember when I was in third or fourth grade, they brought in a lung, an actual fucking lung, yeah. that was a healthy fucking lung, <laughs> and then they brought in the one that was black, black and, and ashy. This is what happens when you smoke cigarettes. And all you do is go, oh my god! Or they bring in the guy with the... Yeah. the yeah, look, look. Yeah. Hi, my name's Derek. You should not do this. But see, the problem I'd is... like, whoa, he's got a robot voice! Yeah. I want to smoke! But see, now the problem <laughs> is, and I've told this story a thousand times, you sit there and say, don't smoke, don't do drugs, don't have sex, say your prayers, eat your vitamins, baby Jesus. Right? You don't want none of this shit, do it. You don't want none of this, do I kind of do. <laughs> the problem is, is that when I turned 18 years old and I went to college, and I'm a freshman in college, I don't know anybody, I'm nervous, I'm scared, I don't know what's going on. I just, you know, I'm 18 years old, I'm by myself. And somebody says, do you want a beer? Yes. Do you want a cigarette? Yes. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? I mean, like, do you want to get transferred to Tijuana and join the circus? Yes. So, like, my point is, is that what they should do in this country, and they never will, 
is is teach kids not at that young of an age of a third fourth grader, but you know, sophomore on to high school, you know, senior. Well, I I think in your how case, to life. In your case, you were in this. This is nothing against you or your mother, but mm. your mother holds an iron thumb, like no one's business. Uh the handcuffs were off. Yeah, exactly. The handcuffs <laughs> literally were off. Uh, when she left my dorm room after dropping me off, for some reason, I, I did the wrist motion. <sighs> no, I'm kidding. But uh, I, it's, it's, that's what they should teach you. It's like, okay, this is how you, metaphorically, this is how you balance a checkbook. This is how you build a resume. This is how you study. This is how you do this. Teach you how to be an adult and handle adult situations instead of saying, don't put your dick in the vagina because you'll get the STD. It's called a baby. Yeah. <laughs> the biggest STD of all. Yes. You know, don't smoke cigarettes, you'll get cancer and die. It's like, okay, well, well why do people smoke? I don't know how to answer that question. Well, if a lot of people are doing it, so evidently it gives them something nice. So tell me, why, sh- why should I not? You know, and like educate these fucking kids. They don't do that shit. Well, that's but, too much work. I don't know if it's work, but... It's, the thing is that I already know uh, when Riley's going to be in school, when she's of the age to have the talk, is um, they will uh, they will make us do it. That's already been in California right now. That's already so. It's, by the time it's in her age, it will happen. What I mean is is that they will send her home with paperwork that we have to go over stuff that the school wants us to teach the kids about sex. Cool. And, and then we have yeah. to sign that off. I think that's smart. I think it's terrible because the school says this is what we want you to teach. Well, no, just sign the paper and turn it and tell her what you want. They're yeah. not. They're not. They're not. They're not like here's a camera. Record the lesson that you gave her. No, I know. I'm just saying it's a stupid. Are you sure thing. it's not just like maybe like parents who are? It it could be like parents who I know this is off drugs and but it could be like uh, parents who are like uncomfortable. Maybe it's just guidelines to be like, here's something to help get you going. But here's my argument, and then we'll go back on drugs and alcohol. Why, and I'm not telling you how to feel as a parent, but why are you as a parent uncomfortable talking about sex with your kid? That's how you created them to begin with. They want to know. It's your child, and you're you're essentially sexualizing them. Like, you're taking your, your precious image that you have of your, of your baby, of your kid, mm. and then saying, you're going to have sex. Mm-hmm. Like, and then you... You may not picture it in your head, but there's that thought, like, they're going to be, you know, defiled. Some guy is going to ram his dick in her and all this stuff. And it's just uncomfortable. No, I understand that, but it's like when Riley asked me what's going on, I'm not going to tell her, well, I pounded your mom and split her in half like a piece of firewood. Well, I'm just, obviously. I'm going to say, you know, mommy and daddy made love. Yeah. When she's at that age. Not mommy and daddy, but. Well, I mean, then you, you go into, you, you have, it's your responsibility to break down, like, here's why it's important for reproduction, and here's... As human beings, we're one of the few you know animals on the planet that need you know pleasure. We need acceptance from mm-hmm. each other, and that you can go into that too as it's a pleasure experience. Which is why I get my pleasure off of alcohol. Hey, there he is with the segue, and I I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> Took um, a week off, but he's here again. Yeah, I'm almost I'm almost dry. So, beer, my friend, beer. Do you do you want do you want another beer? Not yet. No, not yet. Because I want you to have your beer. All right, my friend, the beer. So, I don't think you guys have seen me without a beer. I have. It's disturbing. <laughs> <laughs> what? You, don't, you don't know what to do with your hands. <laughs> yeah, I think that's just the smoker in you too. Ass uh, smoker, I should say. Post smoker. Post. Post. 
post-secondary. Uh, yeah, so uh, I so when I first drank beer, I was a freshman in college when I had beer. Because, again, handcuffs were off, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked it. My first beer uh, in college was, uh, was a Budweiser. Um, and then I just grew into Natty because... I didn't have any money. It's cheap. I never understood that choice. Like, it's only $2 more to get a 30-pack of, of uh, not Rolling Rock, of Keystone. Yeah. At least it was back then. Nobody likes Keystone. I do. So you're telling me if I waste my money on Keystone, you would drink my Keystone? I drink your Keystone. Oh, my God. Nat- Nat- Natural Light is Bud Light. It's just a different freaking can. It's no, the same. Yes, it is. It's the same shit. We had this conversation. We did during the episode we it's referenced earlier. It's the earlier. same shit. It's just a, just a little bit bottom of the barrel. That's fine. Okay. Well, I, I don't believe you on that one. It's the truth. Accept the facts. Continue with your story of your first beer. But no, I just I remember my first beer. No, yeah. I just I just I just really um I just really like the taste of it. I never had a beer. Um, they gave me a Budweiser. I was like. Oh, this is great. I just really love the taste. I know a lot of people, hence my wife, who was like, this tastes like Satan's urine. This is terrible. I was not one of those people. You know, like those people that are like, I've always wanted what coffee tastes like. And then when they taste it, they're like, oh, this tastes like shit. You know, I was never one of those people. I just loved the taste of beer. I have never got belligerently passed out, got sick, world spinning drunk before in my life because I just, I don't drink to get drunk. I know when my limit is. And my limit is not shutting up or get loud. And then that, when I hit that point, I know I'm done. Other than that, I love beer. I just love the taste of it. Now, my belly's gotten bigger because of it. <laughs> but uh, I just love beer. I'm just a beer guy. So even through all of college, you never once had a moment where you were at a party and you, you just drank to excess because you were playing a game or something? I think since September of 2005 which was i was 18 and i was a freshman in college there has probably been a very very few moments when i have had a beer in my hand i would say i mean i've always had a beer for you okay well you've had not you have not, not had, had a beer okay but you've never like because you just said you don't have any blackout stories any belligerent stories but there's not never once throughout the f- four no. years you're at school that, wow that's impressive that's good control i have control and to know that i smoked and stuff i have control i don't want to be i want to have fun the beer loosens me up i do crazy shit like let's go strip club and spend 200 bucks but i don't black out you know the next day i wake up and i'm like oh fuck my head i've never had a blackout episode i remember excuse me i remember the vast majority of my nights the next day i've never had a moment where i woke up like what the fuck happened no yeah i mean i never had that i've I've just i've never been drunk to where i don't remember anything uh, I just, I've, I just, overall, me as a nutshell, I just love the taste of beer. So you got, you got into alcohol from friends, like peer pressure, stuff like that. I, I mean, I wouldn't say peer pressure. I, I but mean, like they, you were at a they party. said, "Hey, you want a beer?" And I'm like, "Sure." Yeah. They didn't say, "Come in." Okay. You know, I just was like, <laughs> "I'm not saying that's how you, you were introduced when you left the nest." When I left the nest, and I was, I was able to spread my wings and fly because I'm a beautiful peacock. <laughs> Remember that shirt I used to have? Yeah. That was my favorite shirt. It was my peacocking shirt. I know. Now it's now it's Rusev. <laughs> it's my Rusev day. Yeah. When did you when did, Brandon, when did you get introduced to alcohol? Oh same year as I got introduced to marijuana. <laughs> freshman year was uh the freshman year killed you. Oh my god. So uh, his life changed. I I 
Just to tell you, this all happened, the majority of my detention days were freshman and sophomore year. Uh, just to tell you how fucking angry and and much of a problem I was in high school. Uh, when you get your transcripts, when you leave high school, on my transcript, it said that uh, I had a total of 103 detention days. Out Holy of my shit. Four, my four-year span. That's impressive. And I was like... You think you would learn after the first 50... <laughs> I was disruptive. I was angry. I didn't like my home life. Uh, because of that, I did hang out with... Cliché. I hang out, hung out with the wrong crowd. Uh, but it was th- like with marijuana, through beer. Although, I'm at a point now, because uh, I'll explain the story later. I'm at a point now with alcohol where I know where my limit is now, too. And the moment I feel it, it scares me. So that's when I cut off. Um, but... Uh, Ninth, tenth grade, I would drink till I would either throw up. Uh, I remember one instance, I fell asleep on someone's. Um, they all ended up at someone's uh, house, and they went all alone. They all went in, and I ended up staying all night on someone's car hood because it was warm. <laughs> <laughs> After like puking up my guts, yeah, that that was when it started for me. So I, same thing. Freshman year, of high school is when I had my first beer. Uh, my brothers. Very bad influences. Mm. I'm the youngest. I have two older brothers. We're all uh, a year and a half apart. My oldest is the oldest brother, Derek, is three years older than me. Then Justin's 18 months older than me. And Justin, uh, he currently, uh, won't, he won't admit it, but he's an alcoholic. He mm. has issues. Um, Derek is, I know it's weird they say you can't get addicted to pot, but like I think my brother Derek's a case study to argue for the point you can. Because yeah, you I... can tell when he doesn't have pot. Right. And that's usually an addi- like that's a sign of addiction is when your personality changes because you don't have a certain thing. I think it's like uh, I agree, and it, I think it's um, I could I would even agree to a point with alcohol. I think it's just because how it makes you feel. You get addicted to how you feel more than the oh, yeah. substance itself. That's why I jerk off so much. Oh what? yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? Because anyway. the sensation is wonderful. Yeah, that's why I put anal beads in my ass all the time. To each their own, yeah. But um, never done that. My brothers, uh, bad influences. I wouldn't necessarily say they're the wrong crowd, but they introduced me to cigarettes. Uh, uh, they in, they they tried to introduce me to pot. I didn't take it then because I was a mama's boy. Uh, but they gave it. But they gave me my first beer freshman year. It was a Bud Light. Nice. Then didn't like it. Didn't like it. Yeah, no. But like I used to go. I used to hang out with them every so often. Uh, I was known as like the nerd of the family. Like, no, you know, the hell you say. Yeah, the hell I say. Uh, like, every family's got that one person who's different, one child who's different from the rest. Uh, oh. I was the one that was different from the rest. You're bullshit. No, uh, my sister, eh, kinda. Uh, but she blossomed as she went into high school. Yeah, she did. And, uh... All due respect. No, that's fine. Um, she's got a thing for older dudes. It's very weird. Um... And anyways, like I was the bookish, quiet one yeah. who didn't really talk to anybody. I had my own circle of friends, but that was, you know, I didn't go much further out of that. So every time they they invited me to a party, like a local hangout, like it was a big deal. And everybody's like, here you go, Ryan, here you go, here's a beer, here's a beer. They want to see the nerd get drunk. Yeah, and I'd never, I'd never gotten drunk in high school. Let's get that fucking nerd drunk, that's what they said. Yeah, that's what they wanted. That's what they tried to do. Like I would do beer bongs and stuff, but I was still fat, so it's takes a while so by the time i'm done drinking i've probably drank six beers i'm not really drunk i'm not feeling it because six beers yeah oh i'm sorry i have a tolerance yeah well no yeah like but i don't get like in high school i would stop myself yeah college 
Different story. Different story completely. I wouldn't get belligerent drunk, but yeah. I would get excessive. The friends I made were the uh, sort of were the loud, outgoing variety. So not, me, not the ones I had in high school. Yeah. Um. So when we moved off of campus into our own uh, apartments, we had apartments <laughs> next to each other. Campus Village. Yeah. You you lived there, Jordan. Yes, I did. A lot, mm-hmm. a lot of ladies. Yes. And uh, so since our apartments were right next to each other, when we had parties, we would just leave the doors open. People could just walk in and out, walk in and out. Not a big deal. I, we did the same thing. I have a yeah. cockroach story about that. but There is one time, I don't even remember what set me off, but I was drunk. Yeah. And again, you guys know me, quiet. I've been this way my entire life. Uh, if I don't know you, probably not going to say two words to you. Yeah, not but, even a hello. Yeah, no, probably not. Uh, and so I'm sitting there. Uh, smoking a hookah, you know, drinking ah, a beer. Typical college, yep, yeah, Talking there you with go. my friends. And uh, a song came on. It was Kesha's TikTok. Now, who doesn't love that? That's that's that's, that's art. Uh, well, when you hear it for the fourth time in one hour, yeah. you kind of start getting a little angry. Do you? All right. I mean, I, I would be very happy. <laughs> and I, apparently, I'm the one that ended the party. I don't believe that. Because when I shouted everyone at everyone to change the fucking song... Everyone, I guess, left. Yeah, you don't do that because there's hot bitches in there for you to fuck. You Kinda. listen to whatever the bitch says. No. In college? Oh, yeah. No, I, well, again. It's I, so tight. Well, see, I was never that kind of guy who just banged random women. Everything was tight. Like, Everything. I was interested in seeing women naked, but, like, having sex with a random stranger never really appealed to me. I had a girl that I liked, right, and... We were getting ready to fuck at a party, right? I was getting ready to stick it in. And she goes, wait, do you have a condom? I was like, I'm fresh out. Let me go to the gas station real quick. Thinking, I'm going 100 miles an hour. Because I gotta get these comps quick because this bitch is going to go. Bitch waited for me. She waited for me. That's nice of her. Got it in. There's this one funny story I fucking love. Uh, this guy who is a cousin of uh, one of my friends that used to host parties together, his name was Rob. And okay. he hooked up with this girl at a party. And uh, the guy, we we know this because the guy that brought her to the party, brought her to the party to hook up with her because he wanted to get her drunk. Of course. And see how things went. That sounds like Jordan. Uh, got usurped and he was bitching about it. And... Uh, so they, Rob and this girl come out of the room and uh, my cousin Jared looks at her and goes, so how was Rob? And she goes, who's Rob? <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. College girls. Oh, I love college girls. Yeah, see, see uh, college is where I did a lot of my introduction to drinking and smoking. You know, that's where I figured out Camels and Marbles and uh, that's where I figured out Budweiser and Bud Light and, and uh, just... My God, uh, those uh, those four years, man. So that's that's what got you smoking, just being around people smoking. Well, I mean, like, you started smoking when you were eighteen. That was yeah. I was a, I was a freshman in college. Um, I had my first cigarette, my first beer the same night together. Uh, I do remember that. I mean, I mean, there's some stuff that's foggy and hazy, of course. Oh, I, mean, yeah. I don't remember everything. That was almost a decade ago now, almost more than a decade. It's 13, more, yeah, it's, it's more. It's more than ten years. Do you ever smoke cigarettes? Uh, no. <clears throat> it's only because I grew up in a chain-smoking house. Uh, pissed me off. Everything of mine always reeked. Uh, and I think that alone was just, um, a, that alone was the deterrent. And I think it, 
Mom was, I remember one day, Mom was, uh, I was going to, to town with her, and I think she was just curious to know if maybe I was, seeing how, if, you know, if I was on the sign to see how I'd handle one of her cigarettes, she goes, let's see if you like it. Yeah, she handed me wow. one. Different parenting skills. Yeah, no, my, see, my parents, my mom, growing up, my mom, my dad, didn't smoke, didn't drink. They didn't look down on it, it's just not something they did. Right. But they also didn't want their kids underage doing the stuff, because it's illegal. But my mom, my my mom's entire extended family, my uncles, and my dad's entire extended family. I don't have any aunts by blood, which I think is strange. But um, they heavy drinkers, heavy smokers, chain yeah. smokers. So that's how my brothers picked it up, and I was introduced to smoking with through them. Because yeah. like, I would when my parents got divorced, we'd have to spend time, you know, uh, shared parenting and all stuff. My dad is not a very hands-on father, never was. And so when we would go over there for our weekend, we're supposed to be there. We he lived in an apartment complex uh, where a lot of the uh, like lower income people lived, which were my brother's friends. So we would just run around, and their parents were the same, lax, didn't care. So they had cigarettes. That's how my brothers got their cigarettes. Yeah. So that's introduced. That's how I yeah. got introduced introduced to smoking. No, uh, go ahead. Yeah. So like growing up, I never saw it as a bad thing, because I never like I didn't live with it. Right. Um, and I know a lot of people talk about, like, alcoholism. Alcoholism runs through my family, like, crazy. It's ridiculous. Um, so, like, I have this one friend who his um, his uh, uncle died of liver failure due to of cirrhosis from drinking so much excessively. And uh, when we lived together, he, he wanted to make the rule that we, would have, we were to have no alcohol in the apartment because his uncle died of cirrhosis. And I told him no. Like, if I, if I feel like having a beer, I'm, like, bringing beer in, yes, I'm under 21, but if I can get it and I want it, I, like, this is my place, too. And we got into this big argument because his claim was, like, oh, it's just going to lead me down to alcoholism, and I'm going to die young and all this stuff. And I just never, this has never hit me that same way, like, it would, like, him. I've had uncles, like, I had an uncle die from heart failure from uh, smoking for 40 years. Sure. You know? I don't believe... Um, that alcoholism runs in the family. Uh, I just think that's hogwash. I just think it's your choice. You know, like, like for example, like, like dad will come over, you know, and be like, "Oh, you remind me of your, uh, remind me of my grandpa," which is uh, my dad's dad. Like, what do you mean? Well, I was growing up, he always sit outside, smoking a cigarette in his garage, drinking a beer, watching the thunderstorms. So a lot of people do that. My point. Is I don't think alcoholism that runs in the family is real. I just think that people like alcohol. It's it is the uh, how addictive your personality is. That is a trait you could, that I believe can be passed down. You, yes, that is that's very very true. But just because you're Irish doesn't mean you drink. Say that again. Just because you're Irish doesn't mean you drink. As oh, an no. example. No. But that's what people we, say. Uh, we Americans believe that. Yes, absolutely. Just I like mean, if you're Asian, you know karate. So. Doesn't matter what kind what country <laughs> you're from. If you're Asian, yes, you know karate. Yeah, I mean like. I will be the first to admit that I do have an addictive personality, hence the smoking and the drinking. But that's as far as my addiction goes. I mean, like, yeah, I, I don't, I don't ever have any interest in anything hard. I don't have anything uh, to do. I just, I just not my thing. Um, so when it comes to just drinking and smoking, quitting smoking has been one of the hardest things I've ever had to do in my life. It was absolutely horrendous, and I, I, I will never want to. I just don't want to go do that through that again. That's terrible. It was absolutely terrible. Never got sick or anything like that, but I was a fucking dick. Especially at work. You know what I mean? Because, you know, the Nicorette mints 
that I had it did not did not um, it it killed the nicotine addiction, uh, but but the uh, well I just got to eat a sandwich time to go outside and have a cigarette it did not eliminate the habit at all, and it coaches you because you're only allowed to have a one mint every two hours so it's like mm-hmm. I can't have a mint because if I had a mint hour prior and then I had lunch I can't just pop a mint in right then. So it's like, just freaking the fuck out. I'll suck your dick. You know what I mean? Just freaking the fuck out. The first month was absolutely terrible. And in, in, in February, it was terrible. So you, you don't have any uh, fun stories from drinking? Like, what's your favorite or, like, your favorite or, like, most depressing? Or a, just a story, a story you would like to share from your adventures in alcohol? All of them were with the fraternity, um, majority of them. Uh, one was uh, the uh, Rainbow Party. That was a great night. You guys have all heard that story. Yeah. Uh, the Handcuff Party, you guys have heard that story. Um, uh, getting drunk at uh, at the UT football game and smoking a cigar and drinking a beer with a cop, an on-duty cop. And we have a picture to prove it in my mom's attic. Um, a lot of sex. Um, a lot of strippers. No, just just a very fun average college. Let's drink some beer. Um, didn't do anything crazy like steal shit or nothing like that. Nothing like that. Yeah, just hung out and drank beer, smoked cigarettes, and ate a lot of pussy. It was a great time. I really liked tuna at that point. Yeah. Do you, brother Brandon, have any? Don't do the depressing one. We've already done that twice. Or what, I flipped the truck? Yeah, don't do that one. That's the only one I've got. Don't do it. We've done it twice already. <laughs> All right. Uh... Uh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Why would you... Uh, why don't you the one when you were naked? I don't remember that one. I told you the story a thousand times when you were naked off of Fort Loco. But were... I don't remember it. No, I remember that one. How about him? <laughs> because I was... That was probably my major blackout moment. I just yeah. don't remember oh, it. Oh, was, it, was, it was beautiful. We uh, had it on tape and he destroyed it. I mean, I've had other things like uh, what... You know, I, I mean, I've mentioned this kind of before, but uh, my buddy had a, a, a demolition car that he bought, and we welded a bicycle frame to the top of it. And um, what we would do is, like, um, just so you get more of the rush, we would chug uh, a six-pack. And what we would do is, so, like, the whole point of getting onto this, like, you weren't allowed on this bike until you chugged a six-pack. So I was like... Uh-huh. So I was like, oh, man, I wanted, I saw someone do it. They went down the dirt road going about almost 80 85 miles per hour while you're riding on this bike welded to the top of the car i was like uh i gotta do that so he had a <laughs> a sixer of 12 uh 12 light sixer of bud light i uh, downed it felt a little queasy because i didn't eat anything that day yeah but i got on the bike any regardless so i get on it and i'm kicking the hood and i'm like go faster go faster um, I didn't realize till after the ride was done that they topped almost 97 miles per hour. Uh, Miracle, he's still alive, yeah. folks. So I said earlier that I drank on an empty stomach. So as we're going, I think because of the wind pressure and the excitement, I threw up mid-travel. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm holding on to this welded bike, and I feel it, and I'm just like... And... Because of the wind, it splashes my shirt, splashes into my hair, because <laughs> I had long hair at the time. And uh, so when I get off, everyone's like, did you 
fucking vomit? And I'm like, yeah, but it was cool, man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we would, uh, what was what was cool about it was the finale is you get to the end of this dirt road and it's a huge cul-de-sac pocket full of sand. Uh, sugar sand, as we call it. You get to the end of that pocket and then you just, the, the driver does just donuts. And you're just holding on to this bike and you're like, because the, the handlebars were still free, so it makes it feel like you're you're operating the car via bike and this is what they did down there in Dixie. Um, that's probably the that's the that's the height of as, as crazy as I let alcohol take me. And I you were you were in the bathroom. You went to the bathroom and I was telling. Ryan, I had a piddle. But um, uh, everyone left me. I was telling Ryan I fell asleep on the hood of someone's car because it was warm, and everyone just left me outside. Yeah. And they were just like, eh, he's fine. <laughs> See, I've, I've never had, my all shit, it's just always been about having sex at the end of the night. That that was my goal at the end of the, I mean, college. Every night was a different bitch. So having stories like that, I don't have. I have stories about women. See, I didn't have a college experience. I got married in 19, and my, my whole college experience has been online. Yeah. Where I could get blistered drunk in my boxers watching porn on the other tab. Sure, or you can have the chase. Like I love the chase. Women, most deadliest game. Is that the dangerous drug of all? Yes. <laughs> yeah. It will. It that can ruin your life. <laughs> it, it, it already has. It already has. But uh, no, yeah. Yep. So, uh, but did you have any? More he stories? did. He's still telling his stories, didn't you? Oh, I, I was, know if you had another I one. Oh, I mean, I got a couple. But uh, you told like six. I told six. We gotta like do another show. Oh wow. That's fine. Okay. I have no. Okay, I'll just give the highlights version. Yeah. Uh, the worst. The worst I've ever gotten drunk is my twenty-first birthday. Yeah, you told us what's one before. Oh, on on air. Yeah. Okay. Did I tell you about the one in Germany? Yes. Huh? I don't have any more. <laughs> <laughs> we literally have hit the wall, folks. Uh-oh. We have nothing more to discuss about alcohol. About anything with each other. I'd... What? Yes, we do. We got another show. Oh my God, we do. So. Uh, I mean, I've got. I could. I could ramble out another easy top 10 but i won't do that to you i know yeah. we got more to do we do we do <laughs> but if everybody likes this episode make sure to check us out at movieguyspodcast.com at uh movieguyspodcast.podbean.com also on youtube hey you go to youtube.com slash movieguyspodcast you will find every single episode that is uh that uh, it, it's shared through our account so when i upload the episode it goes to youtube it has a nice little graph that it makes for me and everything. It's pretty. Oh, just audio? For now, yeah. Okay. For now. And also, uh, you know, Twitter, at uh, which is at MovieGuysPod and on Facebook, MovieGuysPodcast.com. You can find our show podcast, including MovieGuysPodcast for description and Underground Hot Pot. And hey, I like that game. Thank you so much, everybody, for downloading this episode. And we'll be back next week. Brother Brain, thank you so much for joining me. Yep. And Mr. Ryan, thank you so much. You're welcome. And have a good night. Good night, everybody. <laughs>